0: women who have survived unthinkable and unspeakable violence behind the closed doors of their own homes are speaking out more than ever before. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the stories and journeys of women survivors turned entrepreneurs and how they use their strength and tenacity to help other women move from surviving to thriving. Welcome to Flow Rising. This show contains adult topics and often contains triggering stories. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of Flow Rising. I am honored and blessed to be joined by my guest today, Catherine Wallace. She's going to share a very unique perspective on our main topic of domestic violence. But before we get there, we get to talk all about what she's doing about now in her women's Empowerment Coaching. So, Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much
1: for joining me today. Thank you so much, Megan, for having me. I'm, I'm truly thrilled and, um, yeah, looking forward to our discussion and, um, uh, you know, bringing awareness to this topic and, uh, and hopefully being able to in, in, encourage and empower some other women who may be going through that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is really the main focus that we have here with myself and my guests on Flow Rising is that the biggest mistake or thing that keeps us from healing the most is keeping our silence. And so being able to have a space to talk about where you are and how you got here and all of the ways that all of us wander this path of healing post-trauma, it shows up different for everyone. But let's start with where you are because that's always my favorite part. So Share with myself, with the audience, a bit about women's empowerment coaching. How does that show up in your practice and with your clients and, and the way that you come at um, your coaching business? We'll start with the business
1: part. Thank you so much. So it's, um, um, as I'm transitioning into this coaching uh, business, um, it started out actually mentoring listening and hearing other women's personal stories. Um, When I even think about the time before, I I, I didn't have a vehicle for several years and I ran into a lady at the bus stop. And uh, yeah, just going through a very difficult time. And um, I found that, and also through church ministry, um, I helped out in uh, women's ministry, not specifically underneath that umbrella, but once again, just having conversations where we can be vulnerable with each other and hearing some of those stories of um, hard times that women are going through. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think there's something yeah. really beautiful about a, a someone who's walked a path and found a way to something new turning around and leaning a hand back and saying it's okay it's it, where you are is great and if you want to come somewhere else let's 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 do that path together let's do this piece together so i love that you've taken your own traumas and we do use that word freely here on the show um for you know and and really just turn them into like you said conversations and ways to help other women who are walking that path behind you Mm -hmm. Um, so I know a lot where you focus is on healing the little girl. And I really want to start there before we actually get to your story as to kind of how you ended up in the coaching business. But when you talk about healing the little girl, how does that show up for you? Because for me, that was just like, I read your, your, um, descriptions. I went, oh yeah, that, that resonates with me so much
1: right now. (laughs) Most definitely. And isn't, isn't she the one, isn't, isn't she in each of us? in, in many various ways that we push down, we push, you know, whether it's the self-esteem and all of these, these, um, uh, I could say different circumstances and situations, whether it's getting up in the morning and having a shower and looking at ourselves and going, you know, it's, it's that whole feminine thing about I want to look like this. Why do I not look like this? Um, the whole self-esteem, where that started for me was, um, Uh, I was adopted at a young age uh, into a wonderful family up in North Bay, Ontario. Um, And uh, my parents were very successful. My father was an architect and my mom was involved in music. And um, I was very blessed and very loved, though that I will say because of my mother's social life and social sort of performance and what she was involved in, there was always, she looked to me for affirmation as a child. She looked Mm -hmm. to me for affirmation and, um, that, uh, vibe or aura, if you will, I know that it trickled over to me and those feelings as that little girl of not good enough and also being adopted as a form of trauma. So the rejection, the abandonment, um, yeah. And, uh, so that's that's where it started, and then leading into not very good relationships.
0: Yeah, and I think I have yet to have a guest, and myself included, you know, that it didn't start somewhere in childhood. I I've never met someone who's like, No, I had a great loving, supportive childhood that was completely trauma free that ended up in a, a traumatic relationship or marriage it's it it really does stem from when we're children those influential years like you said being adopted alone yes it sounds like you had a loving supported family but your mother's trauma was brought to light through you and then we adopt that and we take that into us and then it just keeps going into adulthood till you know and and you mentioned i know that you talk about that it, it it bled into your marriage Um, but for your story, which I, I, this is why I'm like, I love this piece of your story is that, well, yes, it was the marriage after you left that marriage, you actually experienced domestic violence in a way that a lot of us don't think about. We think about it with the the parents like me, you know, I grew up being spanked and had a narcissistic mom or, you know, my ex was a very abusive man. That's how we always think about it is that it's family related. But your story is far different, and I—that's why I was so excited to have this. Because share with us how, for you, it actually showed up in a domestic situation, but not someone you were really in a relationship with. So I'll let
1: you tell the story because it's your story to share. Thanks so much, Megan. So, um, just touching base back to that little girl and the, the the not feeling good enough and the looking for the affirmation. Ah, uh, the codependency showed up and became a part of my everyday existence moving into a basement apartment with my landlord living upstairs um, mm-hmm. obviously, you know it's shared space, but you know, there was a backyard and uh, you know coming and going and I actually ended up working for him. Uh, mm-hmm. he had a have his own moving company, <laughs> and I drove the truck and helped out where I could um, but um, he also um, started to share a story of of uh, four of his family members who had been killed by a drunk driver. Mm, in these interesting. Cases. And he struggled with with alcoholism, and uh, you know, whatever someone's dealing with, I do not judge. But I, I'm very empathetic and very sympathetic. Um, and that became, it wasn't a relationship, but became more of, of, um, you know, he'd be watching football game or something. You'd be like, do you want to come up for a meal? Different things like this. So, um, do you want me to share the the incident that actually happened?
0: Absolutely. As much (laughs) as you want to share, I tell, I tell people, Hey, this is an adult show. Children <laughs> aren't going to hear, so would love to hear what actually happened. You know, like I said, it sounded like you had a, a working relationship, a friendship. You were friendly. Yes. However, yes. Yes. Not, all of, not all friendships are, are uh, good, and this one turned pretty toxic. So, yeah, how did how did that yes. turn toxic for you?
1: Yes. Um, well, living in my apartment, if, on occasion, if my kids were, you know, coming over to sleep overnight or they obviously need to use the shower and this, these different types of things, And um, so one evening, uh, uh, he asked me upstairs if I wanted to watch the Gord Downey tribute. And I said, yeah, sure, okay. Um, And previous to that, even out on the job site, you know, in front of customers, he would become verbally abusive from time to time in front of other workers, which were usually men. Um, But um, that evening, I came up and we, we had shared, you know, some food and, uh, you know, had a couple of drinks, I had a couple of drinks, so did he. And then the switch came, where he verbally started to spew his venom, as I like to say, and was talking about the fact that my kids spent too long in the shower when I came over, or when they came over, sorry. And um, mm-hmm. as a mama bear, we get very defensive. So I actually, I... He was laying down the couch. I was sitting in another chair. I actually got up, and I said, you know what? I said, this isn't going too well. And when I was actually walking by, did this on his shoulder, right? And I just said, that's really not appropriate. I'm really pissed off in the moment. He he gets up from the couch. I'm walking into the kitchen, and he's basically trying to keep me from going down the stairs with the joining door to my apartment. Um, He's yelling at this point, and I said, you know what, I, I need to, just time, I need to go to bed. I turn around to close the door, and I get pushed on my back down two flights of stairs, hitting my head on the concrete, Um, passed out for a few brief seconds, I guess, only to hear the door mm-hmm. slam upstairs. So with that, um, you know, my back just felt like it was the, the top layer of skin was taken off. I literally crawled to my bedroom and I called the police. The, uh, I heard the police upstairs um, having a conversation. And um, within about 20 minutes, my phone rang. And it was a detective from the police department telling me, that our stories were completely different, and I was being charged with assault. <laughs> Thank you, love. That? Yes, yes. And, so and the parent I, I'm going to say something here real quick because
0: people don't know yeah. this, but Catherine's in Canada, folks. A lot of our listeners are in the United States, so this is not just a United States thing because a lot of women have this story. So keep. So you get the call that says, "Oh, great, the abuser is now accusing you."
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Flipped right on its head. Um, paramedic came to the door. Um, she had a look at my back. She's like, you know, you think you should go to the hospital? I, I probably should have, but I didn't. And uh, yeah, I ended up for the first time in my life. Um, leaning up against a police car, being frisked at that point and being put into the back seat of the police car. The only ever th- trouble I was in was uh, hmm, a speeding ticket. That's it. So, yeah, then, yeah. So then there I am in the back of this police car and uh, still just sobbing and just, you know, it's it's like a, is this a movie or is this really happening to me? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: I don't imagine like, that's just for real that you're sitting in the car and not
1: him. Yeah. Get to the police station, um, take me in, and this is this is it's all about the it, the shame is still going. The shame is still going because he literally take my purse, flip it over, dump it on the counter, and excuse me we need you to lift up your shirt because we need to take pictures of your back meanwhile there are four male police officers there so once again here we are the woman who's being yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (sighs) Yeah. then victimized wow yep so yeah, so um, after that, it it actually turned out that I went and gave my story, and then both of the charges for him and I were dropped.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: I had a peace bond, and um, because I was a tenant in the apartment, I had to move fast. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then... Um, what ended up happening was I went uh, to the court here um, and uh, with uh, an advocacy for mental health, uh, mm-hmm. with the agreement that there was going to be a lock on this door. This was a, now it was like it's approaching Christmas time. Oh. Um, and um, they agreed to allow me to stay in there two more weeks past the time I would have. Yeah. And uh, I ended up moving in with uh, a lovely elderly couple uh, from my church. Yeah, Uh yeah. And then went to a, uh, because we're on a peace bond, had to go to a a weekly um, class, if you will, court ordered where, um, yeah, and when I, court ordered and I would sit with a group of women and there would be two women who would facilitate this group. And, um, I have to circle back to them because I'm going to go and speak there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, well, thank you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think it's wonderful the way that you're you know just just being brave enough to say those kinds of things because again we talk a lot in society about um overt violence but mm. we don't talk about like you said he had been verbally assaulting you that you know that that starting and and well again you know like you said I'm the same way. No judgment on other people being, you know, having alcoholic issues or being someone who's, you know, the victim mindset. Hey, that's a you thing. I'm not in a relationship with you. I'm not choosing you as my partner, right? But to have that just be so violating. Um, you know, I, I think it, it first off, I always always admire the bravery of people to stand up and, and face any accuser or abuser for any reason. Um so what happened for you personally? So here you are, you, you found a, mm-hmm. a, an amazing way to move forward, um, you know, out of the situation, but that I, I know from experience myself, that's actually when your healing started. So how did that show up for you? Like, what kind of things do you remember like going through or when you started? Okay. I, I, I have this, you know, something happened and now I have to heal. How'd that show up for you?
1: Um, it's very physically exhausted and it, it, you're, you're talking in these terms as far as showing up, just so I'm clear.
0: Mm-hmm. It shows up yeah. for everybody.
1: Yeah. 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 So
0: the physical exhaustion, the mental, yeah. Sure. So for you, the, yeah. it was that
1: physical exhaustion. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I had another story, but within a uh, a six year period, I had lost all my family members several years prior to this, but I'm saying that because i went in i i went into a form of depression again I went into yeah. a form of depression again um and I think that one of the one of the things and I'm on the other side of this now is the um feeling like a victim. And we are, we are victims, but I flipped that to say, we are warriors because we are oh, courageous and brave. And it's like, really, are you kidding me? Like this happened, a man did this to you. And I know there are men out there who have, you know, gone through assault in different forms, but um, it took me, yeah, it took me a long time to heal. And the self care, yeah. right? the Mm self-care, whereas um, um, there were were some days where I really struggled where it it was hard just to get up. It was hard just Mm -hmm. to get up. But interestingly enough, that program that was court-ordered for me, I had to go. Mm -hmm. I had to be there. And um, there was a support group within those women who not all of them wanted to share, which was fine, but I mean, there, there became sort of a support group there. So that was therapeutic and healing as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that, you know, as, as survivors, I think selfishly it's part of the reason I do the podcast, honestly, because I didn't um, where you were talking about that getting out of bed, I became very agoraphobic. So my my divorce and my separation happened in 2020 and that separation of society continued for me and so it's interesting Mm -hmm. how you're talking about seeking community and talking about it or i love that you're going to go give back to them and and share with them and help help those women who are behind you who may be there for some of the similar reasons that you were like they didn't really do anything but they had someone who accused them back so they had to do this thing, you know, and how how big of a blessing for them to be able to hear I was in your seat. You know, and that's a that's a powerful thing to hear (laughs) I was in your seat. So yes, the I, I think a lot of people can identify with the that depression that just hits you. So I love when people talk about self care because it's very, very individual and and if you're willing to share, what kind of things did you discover as you were learning how to get out of bed. Like you said, you had to go do this thing and it was very therapeutic, but then there's that, okay, maybe that ended and I still have to find ways. What is it that you do for yourself that really cares and loves on you every day or yeah, every day, probably
1: (laughs) most of us figure out every day. Um, well, I am, I am a, I am a very, I am a, I'm a faithful person, and I, and I, um, I get up every day, and I'm very thankful to God that I have this life, um, uh, because in that particular moment, um, it, it wasn't good. It really wasn't good. I, I ended up going for a brain scan and different things. Everything was fine, but, um, just being thankful for every day, and also, mm-hmm. music, and singing therapy for me. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, Most definitely. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Um I I wanted to mention too, I um I'm part of a of a a speaking program called Speaker Slam. Hmm. And this Mm -hmm. is this is where there are so many um, uh, wonderful amazing people and through so many different stories of courage and vulnerability. And this is where I began to share my stories of domestic assault. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and through the pandemic as well, right. When we weren't able to actually go out and do events. And Uh so that, that has really been a blessing for me and to hear other stories of, of other survivors. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, so. I think that, that, again, that, that, that just knowing you're not alone. Like I said, I personally, for me, it, it was the shrinking of the world to just myself. Um, because I think, because for me, it showed up that way just cause mine was long-term. You know, I share on the show all the time that I was in an 18 year marriage that was abusive. So mine was very long-term over time. My, my.
1: Yeah. So 18...
0: that, I think that <laughs>
1: 18, <laughs> mm-hmm. 18 years. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was, I was with my, my ex and, and I, and we do have a child and, um, yeah. So for 18 years that, you know, and, and I tell people that, you know, you think about how you stay that long, not because it was violent all the time, but because what you said in the beginning, that predisposition to being codependent, that predisposition to feeling worthless, completely and utterly no worth unless the human in front of me is telling me I'm worthy. Um, and then I didn't have that I didn't have that reinforcement of worthiness from outside. And so it just continued until I freed myself um, and, and was able to find that healing path. And that was why I think I was resonating so much when you were talking about the little girl that, that in me, cause I I'm only recently realizing, Oh, you know, and so a lot of myself carries around visualizing her and visualizing, you know, Holding her. Like I have a, I have, you have a you have children, you remember, you're a mom, you remember holding your your babies. And and I visualize the adult me doing that with her because I think it's so important. There's so many women that can resonate with that, that little girl that was hurt and never had a chance to to shine. Um oh, and so I, I know that. that a lot of what you do in your speaking and your your um client work is helping other people with that that little girl. Um and I'm sure that even now as 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 you do this work with other people that you find healing in that.
1: Um, oh most yeah. space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I um yes, I want to you know, as as you know, through our stories we can be relational and lift up and encourage others. And um I know that there are women in these situations in, uh, you know, I live in Oakville, Ontario. This is, uh, uh, it's, it's known for being, we have various, you know, um, I don't know how to say this various like income (laughs) levels or how you want diverse community, but it's also known for being, uh, quite affluent in, in different areas. And here's the thing. um, Um, If I can just share with you, back in, um, (laughs) sorry, back in 2017, I um, registered for a um, therapy group, which was going to be for women who uh, were Mm -hmm. victims of domestic violence. Um, Mm -hmm. The day that I went to go to the, the class that was going to start, there were four of us there. There were over 260 women registered, and they ended up canceling it because there were only four of us there, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is um, there are women in those million-dollar homes that, as you and I both know, you know, your economic situation does not prevent you from being domestic, being abused, And it's the shame and it's the suffering and then it's the excuses of the finances and the children and the, I get that. And that, right. So uh, my passion is to encourage women to find. The courage within themselves and know that they are loved and supported and to find that unique uh, within who they are Mm -hmm and also, mm-hmm. you know, um educating them some of the the uh, red flags. Yeah. There's yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest the, there you know, like if looking back it's so easy, I'm sure. You're like, "Man, I never I that guy I never should have started working for him. There were red flags all over the place. I didn't pay attention. I let it escalate. I never should have, you know. And we should ourselves to death." <laughs> you right. know. I I We do, we just, it just just starts raining down on us. But I think it's so important to, to speak that out loud and to say, you know, yep. Because then as, as new humans come into our lives, we kind of put it through the red flag filter, like, okay, you're doing a thing here that I'm not sure. And then you kind of, is this, okay, is this a red flag or is this just something that you're working through your own trauma? And, you know, I, I found it, I found it in women. Where mm. I'll have female relationships show up and I'm like, uh-uh, whoop, nope, nope. Because what we were saying earlier about that emotional piece of trauma versus just the physical piece. Like there's this emotional thing that happens to us that once we work through it, and I don't know. You, you, you may agree with me, but I feel like once we start the healing journey, it, it, it's just the beginning. Like we're going to be doing this for the rest of our
1: lives. Most definitely, most definitely, and how it, how it, it's interesting because would would we ever want that to happen again? Definitely no. And and, and yours, like eighteen years, like that's just wow. Bless you, girl. For I, I'm so blessed just to be talking to you. I mean, that in itself, the mental and emotional and physical, like the, the anguish, right? I mean. <laughs> Right, and you through that abuse, you know that sort of back and forth, and they refer to it maybe as Jekyll and Hyde or whatever, but you start questioning yourself, and um oh, my sanities was it was highly in question at the end, yes, you do, yeah, but you you um sorry, I, um you wouldn't ever want that to happen again, but it's but it's interesting how. Because of that happened, it's helped me to gain more clarity on the purpose that God has for my life, right? And it's through sharing in that vulnerability and to keep putting myself out there. Um, it's that I, that's in it where I really want to help other women. And I know it's not just going and to I'm, be that how- domestic violence.
0: <laughs> no, because, you know, and I've had other Guests bring this up, but it is, you know, like you said, domestic violence isn't just what happens behind the closed doors of our own home. Although it happened in your home with a landlord, I had a boss. And actually, the, 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 the catalyst for me realizing I could change was because I had a highly narcissistic boss. Like um. I had surrounded every area of my life with abusers because it was all I knew. And so I had a workplace and, and sadly it took something extreme. He here in Colorado, we have concealed carry and he decided to conceal carry his weapon into the office. And I didn't feel safe, physically safe anymore. And I'm being at the same time, I'm still with my ex at this time. And so once you start realizing that, and then it's like, it's everywhere. Like we as humans, and it is not just men to women. You had said this earlier. We, we all recognize it happens to men as much almost as frequently as it happens to women but we can only speak to the female experience um but yeah it i love that you're taking that and then turning this what could have been oh woe is me and staying in that victim mindset that poor me and i had a bad childhood, or i had a bad marriage i had this incident but you're turning it around and you're really doing something powerful with it by creating this coaching, um, business of yours and the speaking and the moving forward and sharing your story, Um, as you create this coaching business, how do you see this, you know, really expanding for you? Is this, you know, worldwide or are we just like as many women as you can get, you know, or how, how do you see that moving? What's, what's your dream and your
1: vision for, for this new venture for you? Oh, thank you, Megan. Um, you know what? Yes, worldwide, and I'm gonna dream. I'm gonna dream big. I really am. Um, um, I want to, you know, as I go forward with my coaching business, one-on-one, group, mm-hmm. potentially retreats for mm-hmm. women. Um, I want to mm-hmm. be on stages. Uh, God has given me this um, bold, authentic, and bold. It's been in me for so long. And it's just like, I need, yeah, okay, okay. Because sometimes uh, everybody isn't always receptive to that kind of speaking. But I think that sometimes, and I know myself as a woman, I really need to hear it straight up. I really need to hear almost like a, a Tony. I actually just watched Tony Robbins last night. And it was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very bold. He's very straightforward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, I, even as I'm saying this and, and you've given me the preface of leading up to this, it's like, you know, walking across the stage and saying to women, you are unique and you are awesome and you are beautiful from the inside out. And, you know, don't you ever allow someone to disrespect you in this way? And if you ever find that happening, reach out to somebody. You know, I've I've seen myself visualize walking across that stage and just being really bold and supportive and traveling the world with my laptop because you can do that now and have your business, right? (laughs) Right.
0: I love that part of what I do. It's like, yes, I can keep it anywhere I want. It's great. Right. I love that aspect of it. Um, And I I love that. I love that you hold this big vision because I think that's the most important part of as we, start on that healing journey. You know, you shared with us and I was there. I was there for the entirety of a year where getting out of bed in the morning, victory, victory. And then I'd get right back in it. But I literally, like, I got up, I went to the bathroom, victory. And then I get back in bed because my world had to be what's the one. And now, you, you you, know, looking back, you're like, gosh, now I'm talking about walking across the stage and telling my story in front of, wow. <laughs> but it you know it's that that piece of it where if if someone's listening and they are in the i can't even get out of bed how can i listen to these women who are like so big and so brave i still can't get out of bed some days mm-hmm. and i you know i've got two kids and a a partner and three dogs and a life and a business and, and there's still some days when i'm like nope nope don't want like it's still there. So I think mm. it's important to share where just where we are. Like this is where I am today. You you paid to be in front of me, and here I am.
1: Yeah, <laughs> doing my thing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's super important to to be passing that torch to the next person. Like you know, we're talking pulling them behind us. Um, so when you are. I I hate the term looking for clients because I'm like, I think the clients come to us. Like you said, yeah, the woman at the bus stop that just showed up. You (laughs) weren't looking for a client. You were at a bus stop
1: because you
0: didn't have a car. And that was how you were getting to work that day. And you were, you know, talking to her and working with her, you know, what, what types of humans or, or when someone's like, Oh gosh, I would just really resonate. Who do you enjoy working with? Obviously women, which is, there's nothing wrong with saying I work with women and Mm -hmm. what might they be saying to themselves if they're thinking, gosh, is Catherine right for me? What, what kind of humans are you seeking to, to help? Um,
1: Women in all aspects, you know, of their life and their, in their journey, but possibly um, women who find themselves in a toxic relationship and they know that this isn't for me and I need to get out. And how do I go about this? Where do I look? You know, through this journey that I went on, I was educated in the resources within my community that were able to help. Um, That is one area. Also, um, there there are many aspects, right? Women who Mm -hmm. are are on a journey of self esteem low self-esteem yeah right and it's just how 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 can i help them uh mm-hmm. move forward in their lives yeah, yeah. and you yeah, know I, even I, maybe... I think that Go ahead. sorry i was gonna say that no um, it's this is and this is kind of you know uh, another thing that I've—it's sort of in the back of my mind too—is um, it may be men at some point as well, that, or or even I don't know, um, the educating them in yeah. you know the whole process of how to treat women and 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 yeah, yeah. um uh, and yeah. also there's, um, a, there's a
0: lot of broken communication there between the the men and the
1: women side, yeah like, yeah yeah. Um, if I just may add for a second, my, um, um, my daughter used to be a model. She is now a welder in the trades. Mm-hmm. And um, I see us at, at some point, you know, doing an event or having her speak on that whole journey of, you know, what the world expects or what, you know, as, as women, as young women, because there are so many broken young women out there. And it's just like, you can see the what's happening. Yes.
0: Yes. I think, I think that's, that's something that's super important for us who are not young anymore. I will not call us the O word. (laughs) (laughs) I will not say that. (laughs) I'm blessed only in that I was blonde in my, my young years. So the gray hasn't quite shown up as much, <laughs> but I think, I think it's important that, you know, I think you and I, it, it's the same kind of thing that if someone who is a few years younger, 10 years younger, if I can look at them and go now, like, let, let me be your external validator until you can do it for yourself. Because I think there's something really powerful in that, in that, I'm not going to do it for you. I can't walk your journey for you. I can't make you leave. I can't, but I can hold your hands, tell you all of the things that you need to hear because no one's saying it until you can, because until someone said it to me and mine happens to be my my partner now, um, until he said to me certain things like, you have no idea how powerful you are. And then I was like, powerful. What do you mean? And he would start telling me these things. And I'm like, you really see me like that. But until somebody else made it possible in my brain, just the same way that our younger, you know, even your mother put that bug in your brain when you were a little girl that said, you're not worthy. It, you need that other human to go. You are worthy until you can find the way to w- say it to yourself. Cause you know, everyone's like, Oh, you got to be strong and do it yourself. And you're like, but I
1: don't, there's no skills
0: here.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. And um, how awesome for your husband, your partner to be your cheerleader. And and it's, and it's like, when we, because when we go through that victimization, that all the stuff that's been said to us, right. It's like, you it's not that you start to believe it i don't know if you start to believe it but it's just the constant i always compare it to like you know those little voodoo dolls you used to see and they had all the pins Mm -hmm. coming in oh sure yeah right and we are powerful damn right we're powerful
0: (laughs) yes and that's and i think that's the whole the whole thing is that it just takes somebody you know i always a lot of what i do is is the diet you have is not just what you put in your body, but what you read and what you listen to. I love that you talked about music. And I do a lot of, I've cleaned up my social media to where it's powerful, you know, affirmations and reinforcement people like Tony Robbins and motivational type stuff. And a lot of it talks about, you know, sometimes when you're in the dark, the reason you can't see the light is because you are the light.
1: Oh, and I you're love shining it for hat. somebody else. Oh, I love that.
0: And that was something that came up recently. And I think that that really is the essence of, okay, we went through these things that Mm -hmm. people look at us and, you know, someone says we're powerful and we're brave. And, And I do believe I'm beginning to believe those things about myself, but I think really it becomes a responsibility to say, okay, now how do I take this and go, you're powerful, you're brave, you, you come with me. In the, in the way that our abusers do it to us, it feels so absolute that that, oh, mm. no, they said this thing and it was so bad and it was so, that it just has to be true. And then unwinding that and having someone like you to help, to help those women you know unwind that is, is really a blessing for, for you and for them, I think. Um, oh. So, yeah. Yes. So for much. the audience who's listening, Catherine, how, if they really do want to connect with you. Um, what is a, what is a way that, that people who are listening or watching could actually get in touch with you, um, to, to chat with you a little bit more?
1: Um, I, I guess actually, uh, my email, which is Catherine Wallace and that's (laughs) W-A-L-L-I-S Catherine Wallace 62 at gmail.com. Yeah. Perfect. And we'll make sure to put
0: that down below in the show notes. Um, so you can get connected with Catherine. Um, you know, learn more about the kind of coaching that she's doing, or even I, I know you're probably like me, just have somebody to talk to if that's really what you need today, Most definitely, I think it's important that you know that you're not alone. So Catherine, thank you for being brave and bold and powerful and coming and sharing your story with the audience, because it is this kind of stuff that really does really makes a big difference in the whole of the world.
1: Um, so thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Megan, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for, for giving me this time to, uh, to help and, and, and get that word out for all of the women out there. Right. That, uh, yeah. um, we're here for them. We're here for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a shame that, Very keeps us home, but yeah, we're, we it need is. to be here for each other and, and support one another. So I thank you so much. It's truly been a pleasure.
0: Wonderful, wonderful show to have you on. To the audience who joined us today, thank you for watching and listening. And I am wishing you peace, love, and flow. And may your flow be ever rising. Until next time.